welcome to the How to HR podcast. I'm your host, Shona, founder and director of Lilac HR, where we help equestrian and country businesses to become brilliant employers. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and let's get cracking. Hello, my loves. Welcome to another episode of How to HR. Now, today's episode was going to be about holding disciplinary hearings. But in light of the events going on in the world, particularly in the Ukraine and Russia, I feel like my time is best spent giving you guys some tips and advice on things that you can do to support your employees and particularly where those employees are directly impacted by the conflict in Ukraine. So let's get to it, shall we? Now, if you have a multicultural workforce with lots of people working for you from Eastern Europe, you may well find this particularly useful. And even if you don't have a particularly multicultural workforce, it's really, really helpful to look at these different um, potential issues and ways that you can deal with them because it may come up in the future in a different scenario. So the first issue that I think we need to touch upon is the potential conflict that could arise within your workplace between Ukrainian and Russian employees. Or even if you just have Russian employees, you may find that people, as they do, unfortunately, may start to ostracise Russian employees based on the activity going on in their country. Now, it's really important that you are aware that this could happen. It may not be happening. It may not even be an issue for you right now. But you do need to remember that it may become an issue. So the best thing to do is get ahead of it. And the way that you can get ahead of any potential interpersonal conflict within your workforce is to take a strong, clear stance on how you view that behaviour. Now, we know that treating somebody differently or poorly because of where they come from is effectively discrimination or harassment or bullying. (laughs) All of the key words that we don't like to hear as employers. So what I suggest that you have in place is some sort of bullying and harassment policy, a dignity at work kind of policy, some kind of document that says we do not tolerate this kind of behaviour. We do not tolerate anybody treating anybody any less favourably because of where they come from. And make that explicitly clear. Make it really clear in your policies and in your documents exactly how you will deal with any potential allegations of such behaviour. Because it is super important that you are seen to be taking a zero tolerance approach. Because we know it's not the fault of the people in your business that the countries are at war. It's nothing to do with the people working in your workplace. But unfortunately, when emotions are running high and when people are personally affected by things like conflict, people do get a little bit irrational. So it's up to you to keep a lid on that. So you can have your policies, you can have all of that communicated, and I honestly would print off a summary of your policies and a bit of a, not necessarily a code of conduct, but if you have a code of conduct, print that bugger out and put it up everywhere. 
put it up in every visible communal space, the toilets, the canteen, the hallway, anywhere where people are going to be passing by regularly. Make it really clear that you support all of your employees, regardless of which country they are from. And I think that leads on actually quite nicely to my next point is the support element. Whilst we want to be saying, okay, guys, we get that this is a difficult time for people and we understand that temperatures are running a little bit high, we want to come together as a family, as a workplace, as a team and support one another. We want to back each other and support each other through this horrible, difficult time. And this is how we're going to do that. And it's up to you how much support you offer. You could take a really, really simple approach and just find some websites or find some communities that you can signpost people to where they can get support and talk to other people about what they're going through. You might have a company counselling scheme, so you might be able to just put up the details of that so that people can access some counselling if they feel that they need to talk to somebody. Or you might want to take a completely hands-on approach. You might want to start a bit of a food drive to gather up supplies that you can send out to Ukraine or to the neighbouring countries where refugees are heading. You might want to set up um, some kind of charity event that people can get involved in. Maybe it's some sort of step challenge or a bake-off or something that your employees can get involved in when they can feel like they're actively supporting a good cause and supporting their colleagues, friends, family, whatever it may be, in the countries that are suffering the most at the moment. There isn't really a right or wrong way to manage this situation. We've not been in it before. It's a little bit like the pandemic. We've never been in this situation before. And for some of you, you will be completely unfazed by what's going on um, in Eastern Europe because you perhaps don't have any Russian or Ukrainian employees, or perhaps you don't have anybody who's directly affected by it. But what you will find, even if you don't have a multicultural workforce, even if all of your employees are local and British, you will find that they will be affected by the conflict they will be worried because the cost of living is already going up before we even really had a war on our hands. They will be worried about what's going on. The news scares people. There will be lots of anxious feeling people, people feeling a bit guilty for enjoying their day when there's people around them, you know, people in the world out there suffering and we're being, we're having all of that content and information stuck down our throats by the news and the media. It's everywhere you look make sure you're supporting people just give them something someone to talk to somewhere they can go somewhere where they can feel that their feelings are being validated and that they can get a little bit of support there are lots and lots of people out there right now putting out free content to support people with things like their anxiety with worry with overwhelm because everybody's feeling it. Everybody's feeling the same right now. So go out, find those free resources and put them out into your workforce for people to access. You can do so much to support your staff without really having to do an awful lot. And again, there is no right or wrong level of support. If all you are able to do is signpost people to some free resources for their well-being or to some places where they can access counselling or 
direct them to where there's a food drive going on, that's fine. There is no requirement for you to suddenly become you know, like Mother Teresa in running your business. If that's all you're able to do, then that's fine. But just make sure you're putting something in place to support people, whether they are your British employees, your Ukrainian employees or your Russian employees. Let's make sure that we're looking after everybody and not losing that solidarity between your teams. Now, lots of you will have also seen in the media that lots of Ukrainian people are heading back to Ukraine to help and support their families, to help fight the cause. Now, if they are your employee, that will give you a little bit of a headache in terms of working out what to do with that, because clearly you're not going to want to stop them from going. But how does that work in terms of an employment sense? There are a few different things that you can do um, around that to support your employee and to make sure that you are ticking all of the right boxes your end. Now, if you do find that you have employees who want to go to Ukraine, if that's their home country, um, or if they're wanting to go out to support the cause, there are a few things that you can do. And that first one is obviously give them holiday. The downside to holiday is that it's quite limited. So if your holiday year only started on the 1st of January and your employee is basically looking at taking their month's holiday now, they're not going to have anything to take for the rest of the year. So what you could look at doing, rather than give them their entire holiday entitlement, and rather than trying to pull holiday from next year's entitlement, you could look at offering a bit of an extended leave kind of offering where you give them a certain amount of paid leave and then a certain amount of unpaid leave. You could, of course, do the whole thing unpaid. So again, dependent on how much holiday the employee has left, you could just grant them unpaid leave. What you do need to do, though, if you are considering offering an extended um, period of leave or unpaid leave, is agree how you're going to contact them and agree some kind of regular contact. So it might be that you, you get in touch once a week, once a fortnight, however it may be, because you need to make sure that you're maintaining contact with that person so that you know how to deal with the continued leave. And it, again, agree how you're going to contact that person, whether it's by telephone, by text, by WhatsApp, by email. How are you going to stay in touch and, and agree that with them before they go and say, right, we're, we're going to let you go. But this is what we need from you. And we need you to agree and commit to that. There are slightly more formal ways that you can allow this kind of time off as well. So the first thing you can offer is a career break. A career break is where the employee effectively resigns from their role, but with the understanding that when they're ready to come back, you will do what you can to keep their position open for them. That gives you the flexibility to, re, to, to backfill that role and, and have somebody recruit and, and fill that position. But obviously it means that that person is taking the chance that if they come back in a year's time or however long it's going to be, their role may not be there and they and they accept that. So you, you can do that. You can absolutely agree to keep their role open. You can backfill it with some temporary staff and agree that when you're ready to come back, we'll have you back and we will have a fixed term temporary person in that role until that time. So you can do that as well. But again, you need to be really careful of what you're writing into these agreements and do make sure 
please guys whatever you agree with your staff please make sure you put something in writing because otherwise it ends up such a mess because we don't know how long this is going to go on for hopefully it will be very short-lived but if it goes on for months years you're gonna need to make sure that you've got some kind of record in place so let's you know like we've always said if it isn't in writing it didn't happen so let's make sure that whatever we agree we put in writing so that that employee doesn't suffer in the future you could also choose to offer your staff sabbatical leave now a sabbatical is a completely optional thing that companies can choose to give their staff it's normally given as a kind of personal development opportunity. So if someone wanted to go traveling for a year or if someone wanted to, um, I don't know, attend a placement or a course or do something that requires time away from work, you can offer a sabbatical. Now, sabbaticals are not a legal requirement. There are no statutory rights to sabbaticals. The rules around sabbaticals are completely dependent on the organization. So, it really is up to you as to what rules you create. There is no set eligibility criteria, although you may wish to set some eligibility criteria. There's no um, standard amount of time that sabbatical can be for. So effectively, if you don't have this in place, it could be something that you choose to put in place swiftly to support employees who are heading back to Ukraine. A sabbatical can be you you again you can set the rules for why you might grant it so let's take this example so if you have somebody who says right i'm ukrainian i want to go and help fight for my country i'm out see ya you could grant them a sabbatical and that could be your criteria for the sabbatical policy the way in which a sabbatical is different from a career break is that the job is kept open so a career break is for an unspecified period of time, whereas a sabbatical is a specified period of time. So if an employee says, I'd like six months, you agree that six month period, and you can then temporarily backfill their role whilst they're on sabbatical. But during that time, they remain an employee, they do not resign from their role. They remain an employee and their job is guaranteed to them when they come back. In terms of pay during a sabbatical, there is no requirement for you to pay uh, an employee who's on sabbatical. So it could be paid, it could be partially paid, or it could be unpaid. It completely depends on what you want to implement. What I would say is that if you are looking to implement a sabbaticals policy, you need to be applying it consistently. So if you're going to offer pay or partial pay, you need to be doing that for everybody who applies for a sabbatical. For a sabbatical. You also need to bear in mind that if you are paying salary during sabbatical you will still need to be you will effectively still need to be paying contractual benefits such as any pensions or um, anything that is linked to the employee's pay you will have to consider whether you will continue company perks such as if they have a company vehicle if you pay the telephone bills if you give them a laptop or whatever that might be and consider how any other contractual benefits might be implemented, might be affected. And again, with sabbaticals, like your career breaks, you want to agree how you're going to stay in touch with that employee. You want to make sure that you're not, you don't need to phone them every day, but we need to stay in touch with them and agree how you're going to do that, when you're going to do that, um, so that you can stay in touch, keep on top of the situation. 
and so that they can inform you if anything changes, such as their intent to return. The other thing to bear in mind with sabbatical leave is that the employee does maintain their continuity of employment because they remain employed for the duration of the leave. So it's a little bit like your maternity leave, even if they're out of the business for a year, they are still an employee, they're still entitled to receive whatever it is that you set out in your um, in your policy. So let's sum that up then, shall we? So supporting your employees through this Ukraine crisis. First thing to do is to remind people that any negative behaviour towards particularly if you have Russian employees, is not okay. Um, Remind people of your dignity at work policies, your bullying and harassment policies, and remind people of your stance on behaviour that could be construed as bullying or inappropriate. We want everybody to feel safe and comfortable at work at all times. So do what you need to do to communicate those policies to people print them off, put them up, send them around on an email, text it to them, whatever it is you feel you need to do to get the message across. Second thing is to provide support for everyone. Everyone in your workplace is going to be feeling stressed, anxious, worried, overwhelmed, concerned, there'll be lots of different emotions flying around for lots of different people, very much like when the pandemic first struck us. So we really do need to be mindful of how people might be impacted. Things, doing simple things, like when I worked in food manufacturing, we often had a TV up on the screen in, um, a TV up on the screen, we had a TV up on the wall, which normally had like Sky News on or something like that. You might want to turn that off or put something else on or change it to a slideshow of places where people can get support. Change it to a slideshow of your dignity at work policy. Just remember that we are having the media and the news thrown down our throats all day, every day through technology and social media and everything else. Lunch breaks, although people want want to keep up to date with the news, that might be a bit triggering for people. So if that is the case and you do have a TV screen up somewhere with the news on or perhaps you have the radio on with the news, just just be a bit conscious of it. If people want the information, they'll go and find it and they can do that easily. You don't have to be broadcasting the news to them. Your job is to help them feel relaxed and comfortable and safe to be able to do their role and supported. So look, look for different ways that you can support people. And again, like I said before, It doesn't have to be revolutionary. You don't have to be trekking across Europe with, you know, food packs yourself. You could just pledge to donate some money to a a charity that's supporting the cause. You could just send people in the direction of where they can get counselling and support for dealing with whatever it is they're going through. And of course, being aware of the different types of leave that you can grant people should they wish to head back to their home country to support their family, their friends, etc. I hope that's been helpful for you guys. If there is any other topic that you are struggling with or any kind of employee issue that you're struggling with at the moment, please send me an email at info at lilacapejar.co.uk. 
or pop me a little DM on social media because I'm more than happy to do another podcast, write a blog, write a social media post, whatever it's going to be to help you. This is another really difficult time. We've just just kind of kissing goodbye to COVID and now we've got this on our hands and it's a whole different ball game. I'm here to support you. So if there is anything, there honestly is no stupid question. I'm here to help. This is exactly what this podcast is made for, helping you run your businesses effectively and look after your team. That's it. Okay, guys, sending you all lots of love and support in this weird old time. Next week's episode will be the promised how to do a disciplinary hearing. Um, And like I say, if you have anything that you want me to cover in the coming weeks, months, years, whatever, get in touch. See you next time. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. If you love what you're hearing, then be sure to tell us on Facebook and Instagram at lilachrltd.